The Real Estate Talk Podcast, Season 2, with Robert Kyleman and Joshua Britt. That's correct. Featuring topics about real estate nobody is talking about. And get your expertise on it. The Real Estate Talk Podcast starts now. All right! Real Estate Talk Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, our wonderful, beautiful audience. If you're tuning in on a podcast streaming, welcome. If you're here for the first time, go ahead and follow us or subscribe. I don't know how they do it on whatever channel you're listening to, but go ahead and subscribe for more. If you are watching us on YouTube, it's the only video podcast that we're going to do. That's the only time you're going to be able to see us live. So please go ahead and visit us on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Hit like. Turn that bell notification on so you don't miss anything. We're going to have a very interesting topic that we're about to get into today. We're going to talk about money. Talk about how much real estate agents actually make. Are they uh, just killing it with the money? Uh, Or are they just making a bunch of money and not doing shit for it? We're going to talk about that and and more, you know, because talking about money, that's more interesting than a set of... You know, it's uh, either big or small, you know, so I mean, I love watching uh, $200 bills more than I do those sometimes. But uh, but anyway, on a serious note, uh, we're going to get into how much the average real estate agents make. We're going to break it down by, you know, areas, how much competition you have. If you're kind of like a new real estate agent, you're trying to get into this game. You're not sure if you want to do it. We're going to let you know right away how much of an uphill battle you're going to have depending upon where you are in the United States and how much money you could expect to make. Median. We're going to do this to media. We pulled stats from out of our ass. No, we pulled stats from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. It's a <laughs> .gov website. You know, Check it out if anybody wants to find out how much certain career fields make. I would highly recommend they do that. You might want to switch your college major. Anyhow, <laughs> getting yeah. into it... Um, so the thing and also reason why we're talking about this is the very search topic on Google. We're checking out Google Analytics and stuff like that. And uh, one of the things I think that uh, people like about real estate is dramatized, right? So you watch um, uh, YouTube and stuff like that and, and whatnot, and, uh, or you watch, you know, you know, internets or, or, or shows. But before we get into all that... Let's go ahead and do some introductions around the table. Of course, you know me, Rob Kyleman. I'm one of the, the uh, hosts, and with me always is... Joshua Britt. My co-host, my wonderful wingman and uh, partner in real estate. And we are also joined by Aaron uh, Brock. Yeah, I go by Aaron Brock, yeah. I want to make sure I... Uh, Pronounce that right. So you are a brand new real estate agent. Brand new spanking new, man. A couple months ago. Oh. 
Yeah, you, you smell, smell it. Smell that new car smell. <laughs> smell good. Yeah, smell new good. real estate agent <laughs> smell. Smell good, right? Oh God, I love it. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> you, you have not. You have not been corrupted. Not yet. Not or am no. I? Or am no. I being corrupted? No, I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out more. <laughs> You're drinking you bourbon. <laughs> drinking. I'm no, no, we're drinking apple tea. juice, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah, all right, juice. apple juice. Tea, apple juice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My that's, mama that's, it. it just looks like bourbon. It's, it's actually tea. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, also, we got Erica yes. Ingram, yeah. real estate agent, here with us. Welcome to the mm-hmm. show. Thank you for having me. I oh, mean, this is awesome. I'm glad you guys are here, especially you, Aaron. It's been, it's been, hey, a, go. I'm going to keep fucking that hey, name yeah. up all day long, but that's okay. That's okay. Let's talk about money. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's money. talk about money, 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 money. Anyway, love it. Love it. so how much does the average real estate agent make nationwide, Joshua? Well, the median annual salary is $65,580. Dang. I would have guessed a hundred K. I would have guessed like a million with mm-hmm. the, well, all million? those nice cars that real estate agents drive. Exactly. <laughs> nice cars. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is one of the most researched topics right now is, is the first one is, is how to become a real estate agent. And the second is how much money do they make? And yeah. You know, it's uh, it's been an interesting few years. And so right now we have a lot of people who are looking at becoming real estate agents. And I think a part of that is is they're being swayed by some of the reality TV shows mm-hmm. that they see on TV that are not actually reality mm-hmm. in real estate. It's and just, so it's just Hollywooded. It, yeah, it, they take all the good glamorous parts of it and they highlight yeah. it, but they don't show you the the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And so. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to dig into that. We're going to find out, like, you know, why is it that somebody wants to become a real estate agent? And, you know, we're going to talk about each of our journey in real estate, and maybe we can help somebody out there who's watching. Okay. So there is, um, when we talked about the average, how much a real estate agent makes, there's actually a percentile of agents because not all agents are made the same. Okay. You got uh, your top producers. You got your bottom feeders Mm -hmm. and you got your uh, medians. Okay. Just your average. Now I might be talking not nice, but do understand. And we'll talk about this a little bit later. This is a game. You have to swim with sharks and run with lions. Mm. Okay. This is not a game where people care about your feelings. There is not a lot of friends you're going to have in real estate. Your friend (laughs) and your same company you work with will cut your Freaking throat mm-hmm. for a listing. And you know what? Mm-hmm. We've seen it. It's mm-hmm. not personal at the end of the day. It's We're not. all looking to get ahead and get clients and everything like that. And for somebody who's not in real estate and you're a regular buyer or seller, you're like, what? Mm-hmm. I mean, but for agents vying for your business, they're Mr. Buyer and Seller. I mean, we will we will cut each other's throats to get it. I mean, figuratively, not not literally. So I don't want people to think we're going to commit murder, but we're not going to do that. But if you are the 90th percentile, that means you're doing better than 90% of other real estate agents across the United States. Your median, this is just median, because some make more than that, 113,320 median. If uh, 75th percentile, it means you're doing 75% better than everybody else. That's uh, 78,240. 50th percentile, around the median, 49,980. 25th percentile, 36,090. 10th percentile, that means you're only doing better than 10% of other agents out there. You're looking at about 30 grand. 
Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Would you say or guess that the 90 percentile are more cutthroat than the 10 percentile? Like, what would you say? Uh, I, oh. Go ahead, go ahead. Take that hand, jump on that one. Go ahead, go ahead. ahead. Um, All right, so we're looking at this on a standpoint of being a part of that particular, like, firm-wise. I think it really, honestly, depends on the individual. Uh Yeah. But, but, um, you got, what I think is you got some who... Um, are getting it so much to where it doesn't matter who it is. It does, even down to the client, they're willing to get over on them because they are the producers. They're getting the money. Their skill set is kind of just it's it's more so about the money. It's not about feelings, and I think it does have something to do. But then you got those humble people that are making money that want to to be there to to help you out and to really see you win, like Josh mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another story I want to get into though. But honestly. Um, I really feel like it really depends on the person. I do. Okay. I really do think it depends on the person. But usually, if it is, not usually, from my experience, from my experience, I have I to say to yes. In all honesty, I would say yes. That's what I want to know. In my experience, though. That's what I want to know. And in your experience, do you think you have to be more cutthroat? To be in that ninety percent time, Josh, you can't answer because you're the exception. <laughs> I, I I agree. Um, yeah. look, I I've been in uh, years where I was in the ninth percentile, and I've been in years where I was in the seventy fifth percentile. I've been up and down, and what I can say uh, with that is it just depends. Like I don't I don't try to cut people's throats, but at the same time, uh. I've stolen clients off of buyer, uh, you know, buyers off of agents before. Thank and, you for your honesty. Uh, and the reason, and, the, and I, I say stolen, but what I really meant to say is I've earned those clients mm, okay. over there. Because the only reason why a client, a buyer client, for example, let's just say buyer client, is going to leave their current agent is if they're not being serviced well. Okay. Okay. So if they're not taking their time to respond to their needs, you know, as quickly as possible and you know, with as much information as they want when they want it. Basically, you're 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 like a waiter. You're waiting around, uh, waiting to take their order, and you're willing. You're ready to serve them their plates when they want it. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Not when you have time. Now. Mm-hmm. So, as long as you're responsive, and you are you you know your knowledge, you will earn their trust, and you always put their uh, put their needs before your yeah. own. And if, as long as you do that, you will earn a client's trust. So if another agent's not doing that, and I see that, you know, technically, did I steal that client? I mean, if no, you're the other, a- if you're the other agent, case. you'll say I stole it. But realistically, I just they needed more service, better service, and I was able to provide it. That's a very presidential way of saying cutthroat, and I love it. Because it does come from an honest place, and I get it. But I kind of don't feel like that. Well, in a sense, I don't feel like that's cutthroat. Yeah. I really don't. Because I feel like cutthroat comes along the lines where you know they're under by a broker, okay? Hmm. And they have no intent to broker really is leave. What? A broker what? What is a broker for all those in the audience who don't know what that is? Oh, um, it's someone who oversees the brokers. They can be managing broker. They could be the principal broker the real owner. Estate company, they could the be the yeah, the brokerage is the company. The yeah. broker is the person who is 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 in pretty much in charge. They have they are held to a higher mm-hmm. uh, uh 
level, I want to say, because obviously there takes more education and, and, and classes and all types of things like Training that. They oversee mm-hmm. the agents. They oversee the agents. If there's an issue, you go to your broker. Not boss, mm-hmm. but the, they're just... So yeah, you said there's... They're, they're supposed to have a higher level of oh, insurance, but do they yeah. actually have a higher uh, level of insurance? Not all the time. Would you say that some of those brokers would be in that cutthroat category? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, even uh, down to your agents. They're supposed to be there for us. They're there as a licensee. You're going to your broker for support. They're supposed to be there to have your back. They're supposed to be there to... Um, to just support your needs, even down to other agents, which is something I wanted to um, go after. But real quick, can I kind of piggyback off of what Robert oh, was saying? Yes, yeah, go ahead. I just feel like it's not cutthroat if um, if the buyer left because they weren't being serviced. I feel like it's cutthroat if they're already under buyer broker, which is a re- representation agreement, which states your responsibilities to one another if you're trying to get them to leave their agent regardless of that buyer broker that's mm-hmm. kind of where i draw it because i too have t- not stolen or anything but i've earned the business of someone who was not happy and they felt like i would be a better fit for them mm-hmm. um so i kind of don't feel like you were at all yeah, taking but, anybody but even if like, they are underneath a buyer broker agreement uh-huh. what does the buyer broker agreement <clears throat> say mm-hmm. and what they, the agent's it, responsibilities are uh-huh. and then if they are not right Doing what they're supposed to do, are you technically stealing them, or are the is that, that agent is giving them away? No, the agent gave it away because they, like you uh, said, quick time out there. for mm-hmm. folks that don't know what a buyer broker mm-hmm. agreement is. <laughs> yeah, in case they're not, they're not an agent, like well, I'll go. It's, okay, it's, buyer broker agreement is essentially that contract that you sign with that agent if you're say you're a buyer, <clears throat> um, and that says that you're going to be under representation of that firm. For a period of time, usually it's around six months to a year. That means that if you go with another firm or another agent during that time frame, mm-hmm. you could be put on the hook, Mr. Buyer, uh, for paying that agent a commission if you go with somebody else, if they take you to court. Yeah. And if if it's not terminated. <clears throat> so the moral of the story is, is if you are a buyer, <laughs> yeah. don't sign a contract mm-hmm. until you know who it 100%. is that you're working with. Working with. And most of the real, the, the real agents, they're going to work to earn your business anyway. Absolutely. So they will work for you without that document because yeah. they know at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if they do everything they're supposed to, they're going to earn your business yeah. and you're not going to want to go anywhere else. else. Yeah, I don't sign buyer broker agreements until yeah. we're writing contracts. Yeah, you know what? Some agents don't agree yeah. with me on that, but I don't give a fuck. And I, that's, that's I, just how I Actually, do I'm with you. It just depends on the person, honestly. Yeah. I really do. I, I get a feel for them. It just kind of depends if I feel like it, 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 if I'm up in the air because I've actually lost some by not doing it. And I've also uh, didn't do it and I still got them. So I think I just kind of want to get a feel for them um, so far. I mean, it's just been referral based so far. So it's kind of like I've had that commitment. So not until I write the contract. Yeah. Um, but as far as that broker uh, portion that we were talking about, um, yeah, so they can definitely be cutthroat to the agents for sure. You think they got you back and they don't. Mm. Um, in all honesty, <clears throat> I think it just kind of depends, but they can certainly be cutthroat down to making up rules as you go down to just um they know they have that authority because when it come down to money it goes through the brokerage so at that point it's kind of like you know the 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 deal is between the brokerage 
and the client. You're just the middle person. You're the liaison mm-hmm. in the deal. So with that being said, when it comes down to an agreement that you and a brokerage have, sometimes they don't even honor that. Sometimes they don't. And it's sad. But, yeah, they can be very cutthroat when it comes down to it. Because if uh, Josh and I were talking at one point, when it comes down to if they're hurting or with this economy that we got going on, guess who's going to get got if bills need to be paid? Or if <clears throat> or if all fails, they coming for your money. Because mm. technically it's the brokerage money. Y'all just have an agreement, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, so, I, I mean, there's point. competition in all brokerages. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, if you are thinking about getting into this game mm-hmm. and, or just interested about it, you might want to think about where you're located at. Mm-hmm. You see, there's competition among agents in each state. And sometimes, depending upon where you're at, it could be oversaturated with agents. Like there's too many agents there and it's very hard to compete Uh what are the top five most competitive markets in the United States? Yeah, so the top five states are, I'm sorry, the most, the top five um, states for uh, competition are going to be Florida, 3.42 agents per every 1,000 jobs. That's if there's a if there's a thousand jobs in that state, 3.42 of them are agents. But we know there's a lot more jobs in the state of Florida. Arizona, it's 2.9 agents per 1,000 jobs. Colorado, Delaware, and Texas round out the bottom of the five, the top five. But it gets even more uh, competitive. Hyper local. Yeah, when you start talking about down into some of the metropolitan areas. So Mm -hmm. uh, Miami, Florida. Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach area, it is the highest concentration of real estate agents in those areas. So that is the most competitive market for you to be a new real estate agent entering in. Yeah, you if you want to get parts of it. <laughs> if you want to be an agent in that market, being the number one like Miami, uh, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach area, you got to go and kicking in teeth. I mean, yeah. you <laughs> have yeah. to be ready to dial a thousand people every week. But why is that? Is it because it's a vacation spot or something? Like, yeah, I would probably say it is. It, it is a vacation spot. There are a lot of people who want to live there. It has been one of the hottest real estate markets um, for a while. So naturally, people, just like people who are searching right now, you would think most people would be like, no, I'm not doing real estate. Like, I've seen a lot of agents get out the business. Why would I get into business? Mm -hmm. Um, But when you see a lot of people who are being successful and you ask them what they're doing, they say they're real estate agents, then naturally that's going to pique your interest. And then... Every time you turn on TV, there's million dollar list and there's million yeah, real estate. Dramatizing. All kind of Bravo HGTV shows, flip this house, flop that house. Like, <laughs> like they, they just make it look like it's so mm-hmm. easy. So naturally the viewers at home are like, man, like I want a piece of this because yeah. it looks mm-hmm. like it's it's easy. Like, I mean, for instance, you just joined three months ago. Like you just became an agent. So why did you become an agent? But Josh, reality made me think it was easy. I've never seen a broke real estate agent in in real life. Oh, there's never. broke real estate they are, agents. They're there, but oh, I don't yeah. see them. But mm-hmm. I don't see them. When I first when I first started thinking about real estate, um, I saw Robert pull up in a nice dope truck, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, What do you do? I thought this guy was like an investor or something, right? A banker, I don't know. It's like real estate, and he just started talking. To me about it and he sold me on it 
Well, that's what I was doing. I was always selling. Mm -hmm. So in this case, um, I saw you. I I seemed to connect a little bit with you. Mm -hmm. And so um, I thought, I want to work with this dude. So I want to get him in our firm. Let's see if he's interested in real estate. Let's see if he's a you know, a stone cold hustler, if you will. Um, so I, I said, let's see if he, you know, he passes the test. So that's why I gave your name to Josh, you know, to start the training because he's the team leader and everything like that and, and start this process and see if you're committed enough to get your license and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just, you know, if you've been doing this for a while, you know, you start to feel out who your brethren is, mm-hmm. you know, it when you see them, mm-hmm. You know, you know it by their demeanor. You know it by their actions and what they do. Are they decisive? You just kind of feel. You have a feeling. Yeah, I don't know how else to explain. Well, it. we are brethren, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. From, militarily, From we study, are yeah. brothers. Yeah. We're all, yeah. you know, but what, what he's kind of saying, like, is is for example, if you get a group of real estate agents all in the same room and they're all from different areas, it's awkward. Oh yeah, hmm. because everybody's size and everybody each up. Other. Yeah. This is an awkward situation. No, no, this is different. This yeah. is this right here is it's not mm-hmm. that. When you are in that, you will mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying. Okay. So just okay. remember this because there will be a time, I promise you, in your career mm-hmm. where you will be amongst a group of real estate agents and you'll be like, This is awkward. Because for the most part, everyone is competitive. Mm-hmm. That's the oh, first yeah. thing. Yeah. Say it. And yeah. so because they're so competitive everybody's naturally sizing everybody up, right? And so part of the problem why when new agents get into the business and they don't make it, it's because they go to real estate school, they pass this test that everyone tells them like, hey, don't be upset if you don't make it. Like some people take it three or four times and they still never become a real estate agent. You take this test, you pass it, you're like, yo, I'm ready to set the world on fire. I'm ready to sell everybody I can sell a house to. I'm ready to go sell them all house. <laughs> like, if I walked into Walmart right now, like, you get a house, you get a house, you <laughs> yeah, get a house. Yeah. Everybody gets a house. Yeah. So that's how you start out your real estate experience. And then you walk into <clears> your brokerage, and it's awkward. <laughs> it's like, you know you should be doing something, but no one's telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Partially, part of it is is because people who are successful, they don't want to share their secrets for no. what makes them successful. No. Because the minute I tell you how you can be successful, guess what you are? Successful. You're my competition. Hey, competition right, right. Yeah. So yeah. if you have a good idea in business, right, you never let somebody know your next move. You never let somebody know your good idea. You have to trust that person like immensely if you're going to tell them your good idea. So the moment you find a way to prospect well or market well, you don't tell anybody about it, okay? Because they're going to copy you mm-hmm. and just emulate you. Mm-hmm. So just do what works for you and don't say shit to anybody else. Robert, I'm not going to lie. I might fail at that because I have an abundance mindset. So Absolutely. no matter what I do, if it's meant for me, it's, it's meant for me. It's for you. And that's you know? what I tell my yeah. clients. Yeah. Don't get discouraged. If the yeah. house for you is the be for you. But can I go back? Because uh, one right before I officially decided that I was going to actually go to school when I got into business, I met up with three of one of the three of the top 1% in our area. Mm. Mm. I did not get any secrets. 
I won't nope. say any names. I'd be mm-hmm. happy to share it after the fact. Okay. Okay. But um, <laughs> yes, I didn't get any secrets. Um, it was in one of them. I almost felt like I was disturbing her. And, you know, it was almost like it was forced. Like, oh, let me just get her in here just because she want to know type mm-hmm. stuff. I wasn't even licensed. This was just after I talked to the realtor who helped me uh, buy my house about it. I was on YouTube doing all types of stuff. Just trying to make sure this is something I'm really serious about. Because I know me. If I go in it, I want to learn a little bit about it. And then I'll go try it out. Um, and uh, I thought I liked it. But anyway, they, they didn't share anything. Just work hard. You'll, you'll do fine. Just work hard. Stay in front of people. Just talk to people. It's more than that. They don't talk about the skills. They don't talk about what you say. They don't talk about body language. They definitely don't talk about the confidence that you need. So that way you can you can let people know, hey, I am here to help you. This is what the bottom line is. You, your knowledge. They didn't go into many, many different things that it takes to be successful to be able to uh to be different to stand out you know because at the end of the day it's about skills only the skills survive and I found that I found that out later on and not just because of YouTube it's because I see a difference in how I practice by myself and a confidence I give when I'm in front of someone that I have have no problem well I walk up to anybody and just talk to them Mm -hmm. I don't care I'm not scared of rejection it is what it is but that is so true you then become but what's so sad about these people who are in the top 1% who are producing is that if you know you bad and you got it like that, you good, you shouldn't worry about what that next person is doing. Because just because I may mimic you don't mean I'm going to be as good as you. And doesn't mean that the people you attract going to come to me. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't even worry about that at all because what's meant for you is for you. It won't miss you. It won't pass you by. It is for you. So, if I were to become a top one percent, I don't care. If it's it that all. serious, yeah. if it's that serious, I'll become a coach. I'll sell yeah. what I'm learning. I'll be there to teach because only a few gonna implement. Yeah. Only a few. And that's why I said it was so crazy how I hopped over because I didn't have that one person to stand by my side. So I could bring in money for both of us. Mm-hmm. Even if you bring in leads and I'm you showing me the skills of converted, then you still getting paid. Your money ain't going to waste. Your leads, your business that you're putting your hard-earned money for ain't going to waste because you put the time in a beast. You put your time in somebody who's going to be right there by your side knowing that you can count on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll give so, you guys a couple, two, yeah. uh, two tactics yeah. if you want it. And everybody else out there, this has helped me. So rule number one, mm-hmm. learn to be a problem solver. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Even if you're not going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Okay, just learn how to solve somebody's problems. Okay, if you can do whatever you can, make a bunch of phone calls, even if you're not getting paid, yeah. help them find a contractor, do whatever it is that you can do to help them. The second thing I would do is practice your uh, skills with your mm-hmm. voice inflection and everything like that. And, mm-hmm. you, and you're a good way to do that. And this is what I do on the sly. I haven't told anybody about this, even you, Joe. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I practice with scam callers. Yeah. Hmm. When they call, mm-hmm. I will throw my biggest objections at them and see how they handle it. Hmm. I would tell them whatever I have to do to get them off the phone. Very different. That's ingenious. And so I will just basically like, ah, oh, that's a good one. I like that. Well, I'm not interested right now. <laughs> <laughs> they just see what they say. 
I, I do the same thing. My wife gets so, <laughs> she, gets, she gets so mad. She gets so Hang mad. She'd be like, why are you wasting time on these people? I'm training. I'm not wasting time. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's sharpening your own sales game whenever... Because you got to think about it. When someone cold calls you, yep. they're coming with their A game, right? right. So, yeah. like, if you want to put them to the test and learn mm-hmm. something from it, it's the easiest way to learn how to sell is by letting somebody try to sell you. And then you pick up on their <laughs> tactics and be like, yep, I like that one. <laughs> and at the end of the day, no, nah, I'm still not interested. But it's a very easy way to learn. And the thing about it is, is in in real estate, the only way that you're really going to get better mm-hmm. is listening to other people have mm-hmm. conversations or having those conversations yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you have to, you can't replace that. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many times you listen to somebody have a conversation, mm-hmm. you have to implement that. Mm-hmm. And you have to 100%. figure out, how can I take what I just heard and make it mine? Yes. 100%. Yes. Yeah. You guys are walking, mm-hmm. living abundance. Because since the first day I met you, Robert, you gave me all this game for free. Yeah, Josh, you... You sit me down with you. You know, you show me how to do this. This is valuable training. So you guys have an abundance mindset also. Yeah, and oh. I mean, it, it's one of them things like, you know, you've been blessed to, to have this interaction, right? I have to and, and, I had it. And so yeah. Yeah, you, you came, you came <laughs> into sorry. real estate this way right here. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, there's a lot of people in a lot of stories you're going to hear that mm-hmm. you may not be able to recognize. You'll be like, look, that's not, that's not how it was for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. However, but for, for every person that's like you, there's like a thousand people who didn't have the same experience as you. Mm-hmm. No one taught them anything. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, you're learning information right now I more am. than the people you went to school with and graduated with and got your, got your license. That's real. So mm-hmm. That's real. The, the thing about it is, is everybody's journey in real estate is different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Erica, mm-hmm. you got a unique um, journey that you've been on. A whole lot. Um, oh, and also asking all the right questions. Mm-hmm. Asking okay. asking people the right questions. I'm telling you, they'll tell you their pain. And that's how you'll figure out how you're able to help them because they don't know what they don't know. I just wanted to add that to you. You talking about with oh, the yeah, client? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. with, yeah, talking and asking questions. Just sure. questions. Okay. Ask a ton of questions. I'm telling you, they'll tell you what they need. Um so uh, just to kind of go back a little bit, I got in it because I was getting ready to buy my house. Uh, I thought my agent was great. I was in a place where I wasn't sure exactly where I wanted to be in life as far as a career. Um, I hopped around trying to figure out what I wanted. And as she described to me the industry, um, what you do, how you get paid, I was like, hmm, this is something I might be interested in. So um, she thought that I would be great based on my personality. And I was like, okay, sweet. So I thought she did a phenomenal job until I started researching and wanted to become an agent. And then what made it so bad um, after the fact was that uh, I bought the house. Well, the house that I bought had a lot attached to it. And I didn't know that it was not a buildable lot. So my agent didn't even, she was an agent for eight years, so you would think she would know. And just so that way you know every lot is not a buildable lot that you come mm-hmm. across, right. just mm-hmm. as a heads up. And um, didn't know that until my vision that I had was to build on that lot and use my current home that I actually closed on to be the rental. Um, 
And long story short, uh, got my license, thought I would be good at it. I was like, okay, this is a hustle mindset. So I kind of knew that you don't just go in and do nothing. You literally have to put in work. But um, joined the team, did not really feel a part of the team. Um, I just, I made myself stay because I felt like this is what I supposed to do. I didn't interview a lot, which was that one little thing I missed while I was researching. Didn't search a whole lot. Um, First company I went to, took some of my commission. I'm a very honest person. I will approach whoever for whatever reasons. I'm just respectful, but I will not let something just blow over my head. Asked about the commission. He found it was a problem that I asked about it. Um, so I moved on to the next firm. Went to the next firm. He claimed that uh, that it was a 60-40 split. I was upset because I was like, are you serious? So I already knew my hustle. I already knew that I was going to get out here and do it. He mentioned all the, the, the stuff that would be available to you. ISA, leads, all types of stuff. It sounded great. But when he said 46, I'm like, uh, when he get, he said, I get 40, he gets 60, even on my own business sphere is the people that, you know, on my own sphere, anybody I brought in, um, he would get more than, but he said, I shouldn't worry about that because when you're new and you're not doing a whole lot, you know, zero of zero is zero. So he looked at it as, but we're still offering this. Well, I was there, closed three deals. They were mine. I was door knocking, closed three deals, didn't close a single thing he had. And he made more than I did off my own money. And that's when I knew, okay, I something got to give. I can't keep going. This was only the second firm. I said, I cannot keep going to these firms when they're taking from me and I'm not getting anything. Decided to be 100%, um, go to a firm that was independent, and then, of course, I was by myself. I said, I do bad by myself. Um, kept going through numerous of things. But I think the worst experience um, out of out of them taking money, I mean, 5000 at a time, 2000 at a time. But because the money goes through the brokerage, it's the broker. It's the broker's money. <clears throat> it's not yours. You just have an agreement. And you got to hope that they honor that agreement. And so um, I think my worst experience was when I <clears throat> did not have an independent agreement walking in the door and I knew better. Um, but in addition to that, we were supposed to get a hold of this agreement. So it was constant arguing back and forth. But I steadily kept having listings back to back. So it was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm like stuck in between of leaving and staying because here I am 100%, but then things are steadily changing. I'm being nickel and dime. I'm questioning about it. I'm questioning, and, hey, why is this? What is this? And it's almost as if I was kind of being manipulated, and then it's a situation where now uh, my broker has the seller. At this point, I had to give my seller away just for reasons where it just didn't quite work out 100%, and we were to split my deal. OK, it was time to get paid. Unfortunately, the title company ended up giving the seller everyone's commission. OK, oh. gave the buyer's agent commission, the listing agent's commission oh. and their profit all to the seller. So the seller fled. The seller oh, was out of there. She had just got into her apartment. Um, she was in the military. They tried to reach out to the command. <laughs> um, got nothing. Um, she had just had her baby. And what they sent people over to the apartment. Um, they would not, they didn't get a hold of her. And my broker told me that I um that I could not get paid. No one was getting paid until they got the money from the seller. But what I did was I went to the title company personally and emailed them and asked them about this particular deal. And what I was told was they had already paid me out. 
They already paid out those funds. So my broker is an example. That was an example of how I most likely was never going to get paid because she told me that it was not going to be paid out until they found the seller. So if it wasn't for me going back to say, hey, did this get paid out? You got stuff like that. And that's what I mean by someone having your back when they're telling you, hey, I got your back. And they don't have your back. You know, because that's the situation where this is supposed to be integrity. It's a lot of that missing in this business. You know, you have a part to fill and then they have a part to fill. But what happens when their part doesn't get filled? What do the agent do? What is the agent losing? You know, um, <clears throat> how can you really trust? How can how can you really go far in this business if you if you buy yourself mm-hmm. pretty much if mm-hmm. you're by yourself? And it's it's been like that time and time again, because. This this world is getting is getting worse. You know, it's getting bad. Rates are high. Housing is high. People are not selling as they absolutely need to unless it's some type of family event that's happening. So it's kind of like, what do you do if you have a business, a brokerage and then, you know, stuff is not being met. Bills are not being paid. And then it's just kind of like that integrity and all of that goes out the window. And as an agent, so mm-hmm, it's re- it, yeah, it's it's really competitive mm-hmm. and it's, it doesn't help when mm-hmm. there are uh, real estate firms that don't necessarily take your interests as the agent in consideration. So mm-hmm. I would say those that are out there thinking about getting into this business, you know, take note of some of this because you know, it could be uh, your money on the line. And when you're thinking about money and you're in, looking around in certain states, there are certain states that pay more than others, do they not? So there are, what are the top paying states we got going on right now? Like, I would say Texas. What do you think? Texas, what do you Texas? think? What do you Maybe think? Maybe looking at that, I just... I assume California just because everyone's coming from Cali. I know it ain't Virginia. <laughs> it ain't Virginia. No, it's, no, not. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just assuming Cali. What is it? But no, it's the District of Columbia, DC. Oh, wow. Oh. How much do they make, those fools yeah, over there? On 90, average. 96000 On average? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, my God. That's the median uh, wage for a real estate agent. You don't and even have to be that good to make uh, ninety-six grand. So, what yeah, is that? What, nine num- deals a year? Number two is actually a very surprising uh, one for me, but it's New Hampshire. Yeah. New Hampshire? Yeah. yeah, like I didn't even know they really had that much of a real estate market up there. Not yeah. No disrespect to anybody in the market yeah. up there, but I just didn't think yeah. that the houses up there would sell high enough for them to make that mm-hmm. type. They're, they're, what do they do in New Hampshire? Eat crabs? What do they, what do, they do? I think this? it's lobster is their Lobsters. thing up there. But that's Maine, isn't it? Yeah, Maine. Yeah, that's Maine. Yeah, yeah. They're right know. next to each other, but yeah. Are they? I don't know. It's all New England. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, it's I think next. they are. New Hampshire? Yeah. 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 Next to, you still gotta, that's okay. New England, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all up England. there. It's yeah, all up yeah, there in yeah. the New England state. New England's better than old England. But number three is New York. So, mm-hmm. you know, okay, so those Wayne. are your top three right there. Okay. So uh, California didn't even hit that list then. No, California's not even in the top five. That no. is amazing. That is crazy. No, crazy. Is not... everybody's leaving Cali. Yeah. Even the agents. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> but, but I think that also probably plays into, because like Florida's not up there either, but it's the, mm-hmm. it's the concentration. Okay. Yeah. The concentration, if there's a lot of real estate agents there, like New Hampshire, I'd have to assume there's not that many real mm-hmm. estate agents Can't up there. Be. That's why the median income is 94000 But um, And maybe but, the homes are valued more. 
Nah, I don't know anything about New Hampshire, man. I don't know anything about it, (laughs) but I can't see homes in New Hampshire selling for more than homes in California. I can't either, but the numbers say otherwise. Yeah, I think it's it's surely based off the number of people who are agents. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's crazy because Florida doesn't make the list either. Yeah, and that's the most concentrated one. So yeah. Yeah. But mm. so the next one I want to talk about is, yes. is so even if you are in this business and you're out there grinding, mm-hmm. you're hustling and you are just doing everything you're supposed to. Sometimes mm-hmm. life just hits us, touches us, yes, throws us does. a curveball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and Robert, you got a pretty interesting story yourself. Ooh. Ah, yeah, man. I remember uh, it was 2021. That's, you know, 2020 started that pandemic boom where everybody wanted to buy a house. I don't know what came over everybody, but all of a sudden, I don't know if it was just being in the house too long, but people must have been on Zillow, on Google, and just looking around for houses, and buyers were coming out the woodwork. I remember so many buyer clients, it got a little bit overwhelming because because there was only so many listings that people were actually putting their house up for sale that it got to a point where only the most qualified buyers could actually buy because they were having to go twenty, thirty thousand dollars over list price in order to get a house. It was crazy. But it was getting up to that point, 2021, 2022, when it really started getting really mm-hmm. heavy there. Um, but I was having the career of my life at the time. You know, I not only did I have because I started in 18 where it wasn't easy. You know, it was a buyer's market predominantly uh, where we were at. And I had to really work. So I was already working. And then all of a sudden, then then the free chicken started falling from the sky. And I was like, holy shit, I'm on fire. <laughs> and then new agents came in like, oh, this must be, must be like. And they got on fire just for being on fire. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they didn't have to grind at all. They are just having to get handed, business. Handed it to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was just like, it got really, uh, I, I, but I knew it was feast time. You know, it was, it was, uh, it was time to, you know, take advantage of the business and, and be uh, the best agent I could be and try to service as many clients as I can and try to be the best agent possible, right? But I started bleeding in the back of my throat one day. I was just, I could taste it in the back of my throat. I I, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know at the time, but I had tonsil cancer. And um, it was such a weird thing to have. So um, I let it go through the summer. Then all of a sudden it metastasized to my neck. Glad it didn't go to my brain. Mm-hmm. But it went to my neck instead. It, it got into my lymph nodes and rode the superhighway. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, what What do you have to do when you got cancer? You got to get chemo and you got to get radiation. Mm-hmm. You know, so I started that. And, um, you know, I couldn't stop doing real estate. I just couldn't. It's your passion. I just couldn't stop it. It, it was my identity. Or a it's, drug. Uh, well, it, <laughs> they didn't give me that good of drugs. No fiends that talk the same way. <laughs> but it's crazy. But even when, I mean, when you have cancer, I mean, I even had to talk with my wife. What would happen mm. if... You know, the worst happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to have the planning talk. But even then, even with the planning talk, I was out there showing homes. I would walk out of radiation therapy and I would be sick. And people say chemo is makes you sick. Fucking radiation makes you sick, man. Mm. And I would be throwing up in the bush right outside. I'd hop in the car and I would go drive and show homes. My wife would drive me a lot of times because I wasn't able. But I would be there. I'd be writing contracts. I would be advising clients. I would have sunburn around my neck 
from the radiation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I would try to hide it as best I could. Turtlenecks in the winter because it was, it was during the winter during the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I, uh, it was, I just couldn't stop. Like I, I literally had a feeding tube in me. And I would still go enlisting appointments with a feeding tube in my stomach. It was like a big lump underneath my sweater, so I had to wear loose clothing. And I would tuck my feeding tube into my <coughs> belt loop, my belt, you know, belt line, mm-hmm. so that, so it wouldn't be noticeable. That's crazy. And I would still interview for for listings. I would still go on uh, showings and stuff. And even though cancer could kill you, and I knew that, but I didn't care. Because mm-hmm. ca- F cancer. It wasn't even about F cancer. It was, I had to service my clients. <laughs> That's what it was. Commitment. I had mm-hmm. to service my clients because they deserved, while I still am around and able, to give them my best because I owed it to them. So <sighs> it got to a point, though, where I was only awake three hours a day. Yeah, it was just, on, it was just it got to that point. And, you know, Josh helped me out. He helped me uh, show my clients. He took, uh, helped them out because at that point I was physically unable. I literally could not, you know, as much as my mind wanted to do it, my body would not follow. And, and then that's why I'm still, you know, hanging out with Josh. That's why we do a podcast together. This is why we do business together is because uh, you can't trust a lot of people in real estate. Mm -mm, You can't. They will cut your throat for a deal. They They will. will. And for anybody out there listening you buyers and sellers out there are the most coveted piece of gems. Mm-hmm. And real estate agents will stop at nothing mm-hmm. to earn your business. Mm. Look at me. I'm better. Look at me. I'm better. Look at me better. I close more deals. I am better looking. I have bigger mm-hmm. boobs. Everything <laughs> that they can do to get your attention, mm-hmm. they'll be out there doing it. And you'll see that. Look at me. I got a sold sign. Look at me. Mm-hmm. I got under contract sign. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that they're, they're doing, they're trying to earn your business and your attention. Uh, for me, it was just it was just commitment. Mm-hmm. It was like I will be committed until it kills me. Yeah, literally, literally. So that's what I did, and that's the type of commitment I feel you need to do. Um, that's what I would do. Okay, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know everybody else. Yeah. yeah, but look, everybody's different. Yeah, everybody comes from different places. Everybody's got different work ethics. That's just I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm probably quitting if I ever get to that point because I do choose health <laughs> and love and all that yeah, over I any type of monetary gain. But I you. do respect the hustle mm-hmm. and the commitment. I really do. Let's see, I, I think you say that right now. I know that, Josh. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, listen. You say that right now because you just don't know. See, mm-hmm. the reason why Robert can say the things and do the things that he did was because he's very passionate about this. Mm-hmm. Sure. And as you start doing this, you become a lot more passionate. And it reminds me of Mark Twain saying that the two greatest days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why you were born. Yeah. And so Deep. if real estate yes. is really something that is your passion it's going to drive you Mm -hmm. it's going to be that thing that wakes you up that keeps you up late at night thinking about it uh recently i seen or heard something where someone said that if you're an entrepreneur and you're not and you don't find yourself up at night worrying Mm -hmm. then you're doing it wrong that that's that's what this business will do to you Mm -hmm. and when you put in that much time that much energy that much blood that much sweat that many tears it changes who you are your perspective right now will be changed if you really find out that this is for you Mm -hmm. 
because mm-hmm. it's just it just it takes over like you just know like mm-hmm. this is what I want to do and you will spend every waking minute of it doing it uh, and then you even go to sleep and dream about it. <laughs> Believe it or not, that is so true. Like, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> every, I'm so serious. Like, I've been, okay, out of everything that I've been going through, it's a lot more, but we going to sit here for probably about another two hours if I really tell you that. <laughs> Seriously. But what I will say is, there has been times where I said that I'm, I'm done, I'm over, I have allowed myself to slow down and pull back. But I have never actually stopped. My license has never been inactive. And that spoke volumes through everything that I've been through from the very, very beginning. But I've never stopped. And I told myself, you know what? I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. But I never stopped. Like, mm-hmm. I never actually stopped. And then it was kind of like when November hit, something just was like, Erica, you supposed to be doing this. Something, I don't know what it was. But like he was saying, to your point, I have been up late at night. I'm never feeling like I'm tired of doing this. I have not felt that way yet. And it's been That's six. It, May, it will be seven years. I have not said 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock in the morning. I have never said I'm tired of doing this. Getting up five in the morning, six. I have yet to say I'm tired of doing this. But I, and I think it's because it's so much. I don't know. It's, I don't know what it is. I can't honestly tell you, but... I haven't stopped for a reason. Most people would have felt like I haven't gotten to where I've been and it's been this many years. They would just let it go. And don't get me wrong, I do believe there is something where where you got to understand where, okay, maybe this is just not for you. I can't say that it's not for me because the one time I ended up listening to home, what, I think it was it's a December 2022, that was the time where I said I was going to stop. I was just going to be like on some referral, like if somebody sent me something, they sent me something. This, um, he was a captain. <clears throat> he relocated to Mississippi. He did not want um, an agent because his colleagues told him, sell the house yourself. Another agent, he's an agent, but he wanted to be on the wholesale side. He ended up thinking about me. And he sent them to me. And when we were done, we got a chance to know each other because you'll get to know your clients as you're in the transaction. I told him what I was doing and how I had a daycare at the time. He told me, I don't think you should stop. He was like, we need a lot of agents like you out here. When he said that to me, it was kind of like, wow, you know, he felt that way about me. And we've been through two separate buyers. Solar panels aren't always. That's something different. But oh, yeah. it, <clears throat> that solar panels is different. But Don't that, that was solar panels. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna destroy yes, that yeah. on my Listen. podcast. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <wait>. <laughs> solar panels. Make sure I get on that one. I oh, you watch it. I'm gonna destroy that. Watch <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. So, uh, but he when he said that it was just kind of like something I do too. So it clicked. <laughs> it, it it clicked because so to have someone who wanted to who was told not to deal with an agent and tell me that someone who was part-time he obviously saw something in me throughout our transaction he obviously saw how hard I was working how I was committed how I was talking to him walking him through it and it was just like and I'm very intimidated sometimes uh well at that time by sellers who kind of carry like an authority um oh yeah position Mm -hmm. it's kind of like like it's intimidating a little bit especially when they're analytical and they're number based. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like and numbers are not my thing if I don't have a calculator. But I'm just saying that it's just, you know. So anyway, that was the turning point where I was like, OK, I know I can't because if he said this to me, you know, I know for a fact I should be doing this. But at that time, I did not have guidance. I was by myself. I was utilizing YouTube mm-hmm. for the knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I just YouTube never is stopped. Good, by the way, it is very that. good. It yeah. is very good. So um, so I just say that to say, you know, just you, you will be doing yeah. everything that Josh said. Josh, Headset, you will. I'm telling yeah, you, it's you just natural. ain't got bitten by that bug yet. But once it gets yeah. you, uh-huh, it's gonna get a hold of you. Yes, it is. We might have to do a follow up of this in about a year or two and see oh, where, see oh, where yeah, he right? really so stands. Yeah. 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 Awesome. about your experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That would be dope. But I'll tell you, if you uh, are an aspiring agent, you know, and you just gotten licensed, if you were to pick your license and try to go to the most easiest markets to make the most amount of money, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we have we pulled that too out of oh. BLS. Virginia yeah. has to be on there. Uh, no, come on. No, really? Shit, I wish. But easiest? Yeah, easiest. The top paying metro areas. Oh, top paying. Oh, okay. Okay, oh, okay. this is I the median what they make. This is just the middle, 50%. Okay. 50 percentile. Okay. What's the first one, Josh? It's uh, Thousand Oaks in Ventura, California. Oh. I don't even know what that, uh, where that is. I haven't even heard of it. 120000 Dollars a year. You just have to be a basic Whoa. B. Basic B. <laughs> you just have to be a basic yeah, B. Yeah. Do the bare minimum. A, yeah, hundred and twenty. That's the median. That is. Okay. Yeah. Hundred and twenty grand. That's all right. <laughs> In fact, there's a lot of there's a lot of them on here that you probably never heard of. The next one is Greeley, Colorado. No, Greeley. Greeley. That must yeah. be a Colorado. very small little one hundred and nine thousand seven hundred and sixty. Wow. Just, just, just to be the basic. Just to be the basic B. Yeah. Um, so then after that, we beat. stay in Colorado. Mm. With they Boulder, stay smoking Colorado. weed and being <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Boulder makes sense. I've been to Boulder. Boulder makes sense. You know, and then Midland, Texas. I've heard and of then Midland, you Texas. got uh, New York, uh, Newark, and Jersey City. Mm-hmm. New York again. At 97 mm. grand. That's just yeah. basic B's you yeah. know, over there. But New York's expensive, man. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Same thing with California, Anything, though, right? Yeah. yeah I'm just like. Uh, is all Cali expensive? No. Anybody who's from California, leave a comment I below. I, I have no idea. <laughs> On the coast, it's probably more the most expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever they make cheese, is that expensive? It's Wisconsin, <laughs> right? Wisconsin. No, they make cheese in Cali. <laughs> oh, they do? I heard. There must not be known <laughs> for it. <laughs> 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 they, <laughs> they, <laughs> they must not be known for it. We're going to get some hate <laughs> from some Cali- <laughs> California cheese people. <laughs> Shout out to all the Cali people out there. Leave a comment below and make sure you uh, move <laughs> out of the area like everybody else. <laughs> 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 you want to buy a house, they are know. moving out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah, I, I would have never thought about those cities, so. Mm-hmm. I still think Virginia's pretty easy only because of the mm-hmm. the military presence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but this oh, is yeah. one area. There's a whole state. Yeah. I mean, like you, yeah. you can't equate this area to the whole state. But we were talking about Ventura and Midland, so I feel like mm-hmm. Virginia Beach, Chesapeake. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. so here's yeah, the thing, the right? So here, here's a, yeah. here's a statistic for you, right? Um, In the Hampton Roads area. Okay. The average real estate agent, how many properties per year do you think they sell? One. No. A year? A little bit better. Yeah. How, Just how a ma- little bit. No. Two. It's actually zero. What? Oh, wow. Average. I didn't the, even know the that. The average agent sells zero, and it's Dang. because uh, the say top 10% of agents sell 90% of the properties. Okay, yeah. so how many properties does the top 90% sell? How the many other, do you the sell? other 10%. Oh, the ten percent I meant. Yeah, that's why I said the top ten percent sells ninety percent of all the majority of the business. And how many homes or properties is that equate to? Yeah, it just depends on the agent. It depends on the agent. It depends on if the top one like took a a major chunk out of the market. There's a lot of variables. Well, Josh, I know the answer to you. I know you (laughs) in the most thousands, right? And the so, statistics. Yeah, it's a constant hustle. It it is a constant. Yeah, so it's got to become you. All right. <laughs> I hope er- I, I hope our audience out there learned something from this. Some of the you know monetary stats of what you mm-hmm. can expect to make. Mm-hmm. 
some of these areas where it's very competitive, you might want to rethink your game plan unless you really wanted to hustle and go in there and kick yeah. in teeth and, and uh, earn business away from that already mm-hmm. saturated market. Uh, but anyway, that hopefully gives you some information and, and what to do next. And everybody else out there, and if you are on our uh, streaming services out there, if you like this video or this podcast, if you're on the streaming service, go ahead and follow us, like this video, hit subscribe, turn that bell notification on, let us know in the comments what you thought of the podcast, any of your comments, and if you have a, a recommendation for the next podcast, we'd love to hear it. Uh, with that, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, see you soon.